What's going on, everybody? Today is Wednesday. It's February 22nd. And as you know, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Big smile on my face today. I will tell you guys, um, after I had my whole mental breakdown last week, <laughs> um, everybody has wanted to like support and help. So I appreciate everybody. And what I always say to you is uh, the first and best thing you can do, man, is support our sponsors. If you're planning on playing blackjack or poker or table games, the place to go is Seven Mile Casino. Look, there's lots of big casinos in San Diego County. You got to schlep all the way out east to get there. But there are a lot of great places. They've built mega hotels. They've got 10,000 slot machines. They've got 25 different restaurants. That's awesome. But if you just want to go to a very convenient location, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, completely smoke-free so you don't gag when you walk in the place, and has a great restaurant, Sammy's Woodfire Pizza, Sammy's Restaurant and Bar, all right there, seven minutes south of downtown? Forget it, man. This is the place to go. Seven Mile Casino. The website is sevenmilecasino.com. You know what to do. Um, you got any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER, but this is the place to go. All right. Hey, uh, where's the place to get your weed? That is simple. It's Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Tory is in Sorrento Valley. California is down in Chula Vista. Use our promo code FLOWERS23. You save 20%. You go to the grocery store at Vaughn's, you get a receipt after you're done with your purchase and you look on the back and it might say 10% savings at Tory Holistics. We, the great friends, we get 20%. And they love us because I guess everybody goes there and buys their weed. Flowers 23, 20% savings, Tory Holistics, California Holistics. All right. Um, Penske San Diego. You're thinking about a new car, buying or leasing, trying to figure it out. PenskeSanDiego.com is the place to go. 12 dealerships, nine brands, a thousand vehicles right now, ready for you. Penske San Diego, PenskeSanDiego.com. And I thrive. Oh man, I told the story yesterday about my buddy's wife down in Cabo looking lean and ripped. And I said, what are you doing? And she's like, the shot. Semi-glutide. This is what Alex is on. Alex has lost almost 40 pounds, 39 pounds. So you save $200 a month for the first three months. Why would you not try this? I thrive MD 858-240-1497. Dr. Damani likes to hear the phone number. And uh, I just go to our website, kaplanandcrew.com, and, uh, and, and click on it. You'll learn all about it. Hey, and uh, I want to just thank everybody one more time. I've already had mine today. But my athletic greens right here, the athletic greens, when you buy through us, you get the five free travel packs, which is great. I wish I had, I got a brand new bottle of vitamin D also. Um, the vitamin D is important too. You get the bottle, you get the canister, you put it in the fridge, you shake it up once a day, costs you less than a cup of coffee and does a whole lot of good stuff for your body. 75 minerals, vitamins, nutrients, probiotics, you're going to get clarity of mind. You're going to get, you know, sustained energy. Just try it. Go to athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. That's our, our promo code, and that's how you, you get all the built-in discounts. All right, listen, let's get to it. We got a lot to get to today. Let's roll. Yo, what's going on, great friends? It's Kaplan and crew on Wednesday afternoon. Coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. I got Grande and the Brown Man, and we got a full show coming up with a lot of things I want to get to, including Peter Seidler and his discussion of sustainability around the spending in the Padres. Believe it or not, I want to talk about the Lakers, which will start the second half, and it's not even the second half. It's the last 23 games, and as LeBron says, the biggest 23 games of his regular season of his career. We'll get to that story coming up. Speaking of hoops, Grande's got to update us today on his San Diego State Aztecs and what they did last night. So we'll get to all of that still on the way and, and a ton of other stuff that I definitely want to hit up before we uh, roll out of here. So, I mean, just stay with us. We're, we're just getting rolling. 
Fellas, how are we feeling today? Grande, brown man, how's things going? Zero complaints here. Really? Zero complaints. Yeah. All what do you got to complain about? That it's windy? Oh, bro. I'm not going to complain about wind. Bro, 3 o'clock in the morning. Wind Diego. Dude, 3 o'clock in the morning. Sounds about right. There, there is a tree outside my house. And this tree is this big bushy tree and it's rubbing up on the actual structure of the house. Three mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning, the wind is howling like 400 miles an hour, like a, like a full on like category one hurricane, you know? Is it like windy, windy? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. is it like the, hollow, the Halloween wind, you know, where it's like spooky wind or is it like hurricane wind where it's like yo this is this is kind of a little insane right dude now. i thought well put it this way all my garbage cans went flying down the road um mm-hmm. i definitely think trees are going down um oh, yeah. so yeah i mean it's it was crazy close about Boa park last time it was remotely windy i imagine they're evacuating that joint again all i know Unless is they this, cut some trees down there already. were a ton of power outages last night around san diego county and i've got this tree that is rubbing up against the structure of my house and at three o'clock in the morning, as the wind is blowing, Browner, I'm not exaggerating, four or five hundred miles an hour. Woo! Okay, come yeah. on, man. Damn, come on, man. Browner. Come on, man. I heard this about right. I heard about man, records. Damn. It's this man from Florida said it was a category one, but it was a four hundred mile an hour wind. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It is. Yo, I'm answering a category one, but it was four hundred mile an hour wind, bro. Right. What is this? Uh, uh, Alice in Wonderland, bro. Uh, what are we, what are we doing? I don't know what it is, but here's the thing: the tree, three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> is hitting the house, and as the wind is howling, <laughs> the tree is brushing up against the house. It's like on the other side of the wall from my bedroom. And I'm in my bed last night, three o'clock in the morning. And the, and the tree is painting essentially the side of the house. I never went, I never went back to sleep. I never, I never, I could never get back to sleep because of the wind. Freaking wind. Really? Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it so was bad, I, but it wasn't that bad. That yeah. bad. So I said, I, what am I gonna do? Complain about wind? And then you're like, no, you're not, but wait, I, I am. am. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got to tell well, you. I live in a building, dude. There are no trees here. I live in 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 a very like populated area. There ain't no there ain't very many trees around my building, so I don't got that. I don't got that problem. Yeah. Well, um, last night I I'll tell you how it was so freaking windy last night that um so I I had to drive down to the Hotel Del Coronado last night. I don't know about you guys. I'm Not never at the Hotel Del. You know, not a fan. It's it's just listen. I get it's a landmark of San Diego, you know, and people use it for lots of different reasons. The ice skating rink during the winter, you know, uh, the holiday lights. I don't know. I never use the hotel, Dell. But these friends of mine, um, actually Rachel's parents, thirty years ago, they to the day, so February twenty first, thirty years ago, they got engaged at the hotel, Dell. So last night, oh, that's cool. Yeah, last night they were having like a, what I thought was like a renewal of their vows. It turns out they were just having like a small party with their friends. So they had a party at the Hotel Dell last night. We get there, uh, valet parking, by the way, $40. That is, that is, you talk about highway robbery. I mean, come on, Hotel Dell, do better, do better, guys. So a lot of parking spots around there, brother. You should have walked. Well, so wait, but, but it was this, the wind was howling. Cap, don't walk. No, no, I mean, dog. Yeah, I mean, come on, I forty bucks, hey, chump change. Browner, you don't pull up in your girlfriend's new Range Rover 
and freaking park and walk, bro. Yeah. You know, South Park. Nah, I mean, on, this is what man. you this is what you do, fam. That's what you do. Hey, baby, go ahead. Get out. Get out. I'm gonna go park this car. We ain't paying no forty dollars. Yeah, well, I didn't know Prince it was forty dollars. I, I didn't know it was forty dollars. I thought a classy place. I, I didn't think they even charge you for valet, right? So <laughs> anyway, in fact, in fact, I'll tell you this right now. Maybe this makes me sound like a dick. When when we when the valet guy brought the car, she's like, What do we tip him? I'm like, you don't tip him. They just charged us forty dollars for parking. They pay him. They pay See, I disagree. Money. No, 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 no. See, this, and this is where this is where the road, the rubber meets the road for us. Mm -hmm. That guy didn't set that number, so he should be tipped because that's pretty much how he makes most of his money you off tips and parking cars. You know, so what? it's not his fault that his employer charged you forty dollars to park your car in a space. You know what, Browner? Maybe you're right. Maybe you're not. I was so offended by the price. <laughs> we were there for two hours, forty dollars. I was like, give me a break. Like if you if you tip a if you tip a waiter or a waitress, that's the same thing. Like they're bringing you food, they're giving you a service. They didn't set the menu price; they just brought you the food. Well, what can I tell you, man? I, I also a uh, quick side note. Yeah, I know you're complaining about something like forty dollar valet. Why do every place I put my credit card or debit card in, everywhere now, liquor stores? Why do I got to tip you? Like oh god oh. Oh, every liquor stores, every and, and I love the I love the ones that give you this 18, 20, 22. Yeah. What do you want to do? Oh, like, tip started at 18% now. Yeah, yeah. I've zero, seen one, one, I, one, I have one. seen friends of mine who are very, very successful guys, guys who who the money doesn't mean anything to them, and they're not as good a tippers as those of us who they uh, never are. Yeah, listen. Like, I've worked in restaurants for a very long time. The people with the most money are not the best tippers. That's a fact. Now, when I was in Mexico this past weekend, I, I think people have told me that in like we tip 20% in a restaurant. I don't think that's like normal. Tips are Mexico. not normal in Mexico. So so what happens is, is that the people will come over and they'll go, hi, would you like to add the tip to your bill? And I say, yeah. And they say, how much? And I say 20%. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, hey, I'm in Mexico. I'm only going to tip 10%. I give mm -hmm. them what I give here. You know, but last night I thought the price of parking was so offensive at the Hotel Dell that that honestly, like I thought, well, they these guys don't work on tips. These guys get paid, period. And by the way, he did a hell of a crappy job pulling the See? car. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> that's, that's why you got a DYI. Do it yourself, baby. That is so, hilarious. So listen, so I go into this restaurant last night at the Hotel Dell. It is freezing. The wind is howling. It's raining. I've got on a big old coat. I don't even oh. mean like my regular just coat. I, I got on a big wintry New York. 400 miles per hour wind traveled down south? Oh, yeah, Ooh. dude, for sure. And it was worse. South Coronado Monday night, and it was not 400 miles per hour wind. But last night, it was 400 mile an hour wind. In fact, all mm. the palm trees were blown. I thought they were all going down. I mean, you could see yeah. the water in the pool being blown out. I mean, it was stupid. So I get in, and we're going into this, this restaurant in the hotel. And they sit me by this door that they had closed. I mean, obviously, you couldn't have the doors open, right? They close the door, but there's like this little slit right between the two doors, you know? And dude, my back is to the door, and the, the 400 mile an hour winds are blowing through. Right, and I am spine. just, dude, I was freezing my balls off the entire dinner. Mm. I literally had on this giant coat, and I was sitting there like all bundled up the entire dinner. Ordered food, a meal tea. Dude, the food, I will give them credit for this. The food was out of this world last night. Where were you in the hotel, though? There's a lot of places. Were you in like the crown room or were you in like a, 
were you in like a restaurant? Yeah, were you in a in restaurant. A, oh, okay. I'll okay. find out what it was called. I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember what it was called. But the food was out of this world. The service was incredible. Yeah. Um, it was great. But uh, man, I never go down there. I was freezing and the wind was blowing through. So here's what happens. I, I wound up getting kicked out of the Hotel Dell. I got escorted by security out of the Hotel Dell. Because? So here's what happens. So we get done with this dinner. There's you probably like- should have started the story with that. Really, am I burying the lead here? You buried yeah. the lead completely. We, Nobody we cared like, about how cold you were, dude. Right. We lo- <laughs> this, story, this story is losing steam. I'm like, where are we going with this? You're I was cold. like, all Good right, deal. we're going to do, do 10 minutes about how cold Scott is. No. Great. No. But this is 53. No, I got kicked out of the Hotel Dell last night. Walked out, escorted by security, out of the Hotel Dell. Did you, get, did you, did you like uh, drag your feet out? Like dragged out. You or, mean like where they were holding me? Where they had like, at, like a protester. Really? Or you got like two dudes on your side and you're like dragging your feet across the ground, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's always my favorite when someone gets kicked out and they could easily walk, but they're like, you know what? Carry me, Momo. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't quite like that. So here's what happened. So we get done with this dinner, and there's like, I don't know, like I said, like 12 people or so, right? And they said, Hey, we're having an after party in the couple, Rachel's mom and dad, we're having an after party in their suite right so we go up to their hotel suite and it's and down oh dude dude there the we were with all these people last night that are all in their like 70s just rocking out man yeah like they wanted to party these people they didn't have to go to work tomorrow they didn't have to go to it wasn't a school night for them they got pickleball today oh dude they put it (laughs) let me tell you how 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 flexible these folks are here in a second so here's what happens. So um, we go back up to this hotel suite, right? And the guy who was sitting to my left, his name was Tim. His whole career, he was a cruise ship piano entertainer guy. So, you know, he sings songs and plays piano on a cruise ship. So when we get up to the to the room, he's got keyboards set up. The other dude has a saxophone and they've got all these percussion instruments sitting around the room. Question. Go ahead. Okay. Because you preferenced it by saying that they're in their 70s. Mm-hmm. So did this party start like at 2 and the after party was like at 6 p.m.? No, no. This was the after party was probably around like mm, 10 o'clock because dinner was at like 8. Okay. I see where this is going. Okay. So, so now we get into the room and the do- guy gets on the keyboards and he's playing some songs. The other guy gets a saxophone. He's playing. They got this box, like a drum box. So I sit down on the drum box and I'm jamming out. And I got like a, 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 a what is it? Not a trombone. I'm trying to think of a tambourine. And I got it down at my foot. And I'm using it like a foot pedal. And the next thing you know, we're in a full-blown song. It's a jam session. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got mm-hmm. keyboard, singer, uh, drums, saxophone. What songs were being played that you just can pick up drums that you know the, the beat? The guy was just playing a song that he had written, I guess, and it was a funny song, and I was able to keep the beat for him, no problem. You were just jazzifying it. Oh, yeah, dude. But, you know, I was doing what I do, man. I was was being the percussionist that I am, you know, Mm -hmm. from way back Mm -hmm. in my childhood. Yeah. Anyway, so we're jamming, and everybody in the room has a tambourine or a little maraca or, you know, everybody has an instrument, and it Mm -hmm. actually sounded really good. Like Tuesday for, night post 10 p.m. Okay. Yeah. I see where this is going. So, right. Okay. So it sounded yeah. so good they kicked you out. So, so, it was, so we're jamming. We're jamming, right? Here comes security. Knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock, knock. Shocker. They open the door. They're like, hey, listen, guys. Um, you know, it's 10 o'clock at night. There's other people in their rooms. 
you know, you guys are going to have to take this thing down. Okay. And this is your first warning. Now, if we have to come back, everybody who's not registered for the room, everybody's going to have to leave. Okay. And I said, well, that seems reasonable. So let's just keep jamming until they come back. Well, we play the next song. Knock, 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 knock. They're like, okay, everybody got to go. go. Everybody got to go. So I say to all the, the folks, you know, the older folks that want to continue to party, you guys stay here. I'll handle it. I got this. No problem. I got this. You're ready to go home anyway. So right. well, you're down. So I'm trying to get out of there at this point. Right. So as right. Rachel, we both have a, a long full day. Everybody else wants to jam and party. So we walk out the door. I talk to the two security guys. I go, all right, fellas, look, this is all on me. I'm the young guy here. I'm making this, this party happen. We're, we're going to, we're going to excuse ourselves. Why don't you guys take us away and let all the old people hang out, you know? And they were like, uh, no, you guys get out. And then we're getting everybody else out. And mm -hmm. so they literally were like, nope, you got to go. So I thought mm -hmm. I was going to sweet talk these two guys into just letting the party go on minus the music. They were like, nope, everybody got to go. So I wind up leaving the hotel Dell Browner. I know it wasn't quite as dramatic as having, cuffs. No, having my feet dragged, yeah. you know, right. but, but I blame the piano guy. It's mostly his fault because at one point he, we were like laughing like, Oh, Hey, we got to be quiet. We're going to wake people up. He's sitting next to like the adjoining door, you know, to another room mm -hmm. and he starts banging on it. He starts hitting his door. And I'm like, yo, bro, what are you up? To? What, what are you doing? Like, we're playing music here. Like, I got a full drum set. I got double bass. I'm like Alex Van Halen over Tambourines here. on my feet. Yeah. What are you doing? Banging on the door. The audacity to even think that you guys were going to get away with that. At where you were at. Where you were at. Right. With a full band post on, 10 guy. p.m. Come on, guy. I mean. Come on, at least Come like on. spring for one of the cabanas out in the on the water, you know. Right. Get, let the sound travel to the Pacific, but you got a suite where you got neighbors and walls. Like, come on, the audacity! And, and a guy it's, banging on the right. banging on the adjoining door, like he's right on Hercules. the boardwalk. There's dude, plenty of cabanas. It's too you cold, man. Be loud. Too, but you know what, Not, dude? But, but I don't like, cabana. I'm talking about like private suites on the water. When you walk along the boardwalk, plenty of like full houses that these people can probably afford. But okay. Tuesday night. I didn't know the hotel was going to be packed like that. I mean, I guess, but I do think I, I do blame the piano guy for, for banging on the door. Anyway, here's, here's the, the end all not be all the drums, not the saxophone. Right. No, I blame Just the piano one guy. guy. Yeah. yeah piano yeah. guy for banging on the door. Right. Okay. So then the end all be all of the story is this. You ready? So I get kicked out <laughs> and I'm exaggerating. I mean, I just voluntarily left, right? I was like, Hey fellas, we're the, we're the young people in here. We're just going to get out of here. Don't worry about them. They're fine. So we wind up leaving. Right. And the security guys were great. And um, I get home and I go to take my phone out of my pocket. And I go to take a look at my phone because I haven't looked at it in 40 minutes or whatever. And I realize I have the wrong phone. Mm. Now, you guys know me, man. This this phone right here, this is my best friend. You, you panicking now. You I'm full, addicted. Full, melt, full, full meltdown. Dude, mm -hmm. I have the wrong phone until I realize, wait a second. I actually have my phone in the inner pocket of my jacket. So you stole so not only, the phone. Not only do I have my phone, I have somebody else's phone. Wow. <laughs> mm. You said the addict, you stole somebody else's phone. And just to give you an idea of how little these folks, you know, were worried about partying last night, nobody needed their phone. I was like, guys, do you need me to drive it back down? I'll come drive back down right now. No, we're fine. This morning, I was like, it was seven o'clock this morning. Hey, do you guys need me to drive this phone down or can I give it to somebody? And, They'll give it to you. They're like, yeah, don't even worry about it. I'm like, if it were my phone, if I had Whoa. left my phone 
and gotten somebody else's phone and my phone were still down there, I'd have driven back last night. Because I can't you be did. without that. Right. You did oh, you no. turned you did you turned on the freeway mm -hmm. into oncoming traffic to get that mm -hmm. phone. Mm -hmm. I didn't know until I got home. So what happened? Uh so I got up early this morning. I took the phone down to Rachel's place and uh I took her mom's phone mm -hmm. by her deal with it. <laughs> and, no. and so her mom, <laughs> I said, Hey guys, I don't mean to inconvenience you, but man, oh man, I know you got a little more flexibility in your day than I do. Would it be too much to ask that you come get the phone that I accidentally took? Mm -hmm. And they were very sweet about it. And they were like, yeah, we'll come get it. Yeah, I don't think people in their 70s are like waking up hungover, right? No, you'd be surprised. Like, their partying is probably not alcohol, you know, fueled. Bro. It's more like saxophone and pianos. No, bro. There was, there was some major drinking going on as far as I'm concerned. If you got a if you got a hotel, I think sometimes the only time I really got like slapped is when I knew I wasn't going nowhere. There's a comfort in knowing you're not going anywhere with your drinking. Yeah, I mean these people were celebrating, you know. Mm -hmm. How many years? Thirty years to the day of when they got engaged, right there at the same place. Thirty years later, they're married. I mean, have had a wonderful relationship, and they're celebrating, mm -hmm. and with music and you know some wine. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, probably should have asked around like, Hey, can we get a room where there's nobody else in the hotel? Yeah, maybe probably the Coronado's different, man. I was there on Monday night and the only thing that really stood out to me was how people are just so confident, just kind of locking their bikes on the street. Ooh. You know, here in North park, we got bike racks. Ain't Bruh. nobody use those bike racks. Ain't not a one bike. Not rack one person going to use those bike racks. Coronado. <laughs> Every slot of every bike rack had a bike on it. And it, I even saw, like, some dude left his hat on there. Like, he just, like, clipped it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude, that, we're not in North Bruh, Park anymore. If you leave your bike on the bike rack in North Park, that's like giving it away. Yeah. Like, hey, no. I don't want this anymore. People take it. bring their bikes into the breweries here because mm -hmm. you, can, you can't even leave it, like, on the gate of the brewery or anything. Dude, in Coronado, if you steal the wrong guy's bike, he might be a seal and he may just take you down. Yeah. You know, I mean, listen, yeah. I, I admit it, even in my neighborhood, like when I take my e-bike out, I lock that bad boy up and I put the helmet like right on the, the steering wheel, mm -hmm. the handlebars. And I walk away confident. Like, man, I, you, I can't tell helmet. you how many times I've, I've walked by a bike that's been locked up and it's like missing the seat. It's missing <laughs> a wheel. It's missing something. Well, and yeah, it's I mean, I one time I was uh, staying in Mission Beach one time. And, um, you know, we had used wetsuits and whatever, um, you know, boogie boards and things for the day. And that night I washed them all off and everything. And I left them out there to dry. Woke up the next oh. morning. Everything's everything's gone. You Come know, on, so, hustler. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Not smart, huh, Playboy? That's, uh, that ain't the hustler's move right uh, there. Maybe man. not Hotel Devil. Coronado's nice, man. Oh, dude, Coronado's oh, really nice. All of, all of Coronado's nice. There's not any... There's not a square inch of Coronado that's not nice. It's, it's just nice to go to. You kind of forget that it's there. Well, right. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't take every time I go down there, I'm like, why don't I come over here? And then I'm, and when I come back on the bridge, it's like being on a roller coaster. It's so fun. <laughs> I do go to Coronado often to take the because the dog beach is clean down mm -hmm. over there, mm -hmm. but I don't go to enjoy Coronado for myself. That's what I feel the same way. Like yeah. I don't I don't have it. All right, listen, well, let's uh, let's do this. Let's get going here today. Um, you know, like we, we like to warm up and do what we do. Hey, we're in the seven mile casino studio, seven milecasino.com. Only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego. Great place to play blackjack, poker, have a great meal at Sammy's Restaurant and Bar in a smoke-free environment. And again, great location. So that's where you should be. Coming up, 
Peter Seidler talks about the Padres spending sustainability. We'll get there next. Hey, great friends. What's happening? This is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. And we're coming to you from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. As you know, sevenmilecasino.com. We got a lot we want to get to today, including the Padres, uh, kind of our daily look at spring training. Uh, what's going on with the potential of a major league soccer team coming to San Diego? We're going to get to that story coming up in a matter of moments. Uh, Brian Dutcher and the Aztecs and uh, the win last night for San Diego State. Alex is going to update us on San Diego State basketball and uh, just a bunch of stuff we want to get to. But I'm jumping right in. Grande, Brown Man. First and foremost, uh, Peter Seidler, the Padres owner. Man, great mustache. Anybody checking out Seidler's stash? Oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't grow that if I tried. It could take me months. I just saw a picture of Peter Seidler like, I don't know, two weeks ago on Facebook. He and his wife, Shield were playing pickleball or tennis or something. I don't remember seeing this gigantic stash on his face. This is a good-looking stash. This is a hard mustache to grow, I think, and uh, and very solid-looking. What do you guys think? Has Brown seen it? Brown, you seen mm. this stash? I'm not in this. I'm not in the mustaches, man. They look dumb. Yeah, but wait a second. Hold on. Before we even look at Sidler's, what's that thing that you got going on? What is that? <laughs> it's ain't no mustache, bro. I wouldn't call it that either. But it's, it's something no, on your lip. This ain't no mustache, fam. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider this no mustache. <laughs> this just. This is how my hair grows, bro. This ain't no. This ain't never like stretched out to no beard or nothing like that. That that's as much as it gets, man. So I don't necessarily consider this like no mustache. This ain't styled. This ain't trimmed. This ain't got no works on it. This ain't nothing, man. Son, sometimes this part, where is it? This time, sometimes that part don't grow. Like, well, why don't you just shave your upper lip? What's what's? I mean, hair over an upper lip is by definition you have a mustache. A mustache. That's probably that's probably true by your definition, but I don't you consider it that. The hair on your lip is dumb. Yeah, dumb. It's dumb. Don't do nothing. What's it for? So, no reason. So, so while Seidler's mustache you think looks dumb because you're not into mustaches, mm -hmm. yours also looks dumb. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm Why not. I'm, I, I, I'm not like. Yeah, it looks dumb. What you mm -hmm. got that for? Mm -hmm. What's Why the point do you of got it? that? Why you got Why, that for? What you gonna do with that dumb mustache? Protection yeah, what are you from the do? sun. <laughs> What are you going to do with that dumb mustache, Browner? I'll shave it off right now if I had my manscape around. <laughs> I ain't got no, I ain't got, I'm not, I'm not partial to this thing, bro. It, it could go, it could stay. I'm not like, whatever, whatever. Zoom, gone. All right. Well, Peter Seidler, um, serious mustache, bro. I mean, that is a good looking mustache. And I say it like that because I'm one of these guys that can't grow one, you know? So I'm hey, jealous. Mustache. What do you, you mean can't I grow, can? You can't grow a You've mustache. You've grown one before. Yeah. No, I've grown a I've grown a very lame goatee. Wait right. a minute. Time out. Time out. Time out. So what? you're gonna tell me that this is a mustache, but mm -hmm. when you grow a goatee, which includes the top, that's mm -hmm. not a mustache, bro. No, it is. I mean, it's just it's just a bad one because I can't grow it. You know what no, I mean? What like, no, no, no. But like. You can grow a mustache if you can grow a goatee. You just choose to not shave it like a mustache only. No, no. What I'm saying is, is that like I would never have a nice, thick, bushy stash like what Peter Seidler has. That's Peter Seidler has a man's mustache. You know, I have like a 12 year old boy mustache. Point is, there's hair on top of your lip that you can grow. Facts. Yeah, just not really well. Not thick and nice and lush. You know, not like Peter's. 
thicker than Browners. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'd say I'd say less than Browners because wow. yours is more full. I remember yours being. I could. Pro- I can't. I don't know where to find it, but like yours is like all the way to your nostrils, all the way. Like you know, it's a very right. thick, rounded. You could see the outline of it right now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shadow. Nice yeah. try. Nice mm. try. You know, right. pull that over. Well, I think you. I think why not start growing a mustache for spring training and join Peter Seidler? Um, is that what that is? Is that a spring training stash? Is that a spring? I don't stash? know. I don't know. Seen Trent Grisham and and Matt Carpenter also rocking stashes right now. Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't know if it's a uh, Padre spring training thing. There, I think they're the only three though. Hmm. All right. Well, Browner's got one. He's four. Mm-hmm. You got a full beard. First of all, first of all, don't do that to me. This is not in any for any occasion at all. Is it You're just, not. That's not your spring training mustache, Browner. No, it's just that's my face. Oh, I. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe I'll try. All right. Let's hear what Peter Seidler said, because there was, you know, it's kind of like a beginning of spring training kind of meeting and the manager talks and the owner comes in and the owner, Hey fellas, you know, this is our year and we've done it. We got this roster and we spent the money and we got the superstars and we're, we're great. And we're going to, it's world series or it's bust. And so, you know, out from this meeting, you know, uh, the reporters are now waiting to, and, and let's take a listen to what, some of Peter Seidler had to say. So should we start with what we've been talking about in Manny Machado? Oh, great. Yeah, Manny Machado. We had a whole conversation yesterday about Manny Machado, the offer that they made him, when they made it, how much it was for, how many years, was it insulting? I saw a lot of the chatlins yesterday in the YouTube chat saying, you're damn right it was insulting. You know, if, if Manny Machado were going to be given an extension offer, it should be more, it should be four more than the $30 million he currently gets paid. Mm-hmm. But the extension that they offered really takes his annual average down quite a bit. We've got a, we've got a lot of comments saying, what is there even to negotiate when they're so far apart? Like people have already kind of almost thought like from the comments that I've seen, there's like, well, he's gone. They're that far apart that there is no negotiating. Not to mention he goes yesterday or, or maybe it was late last week where he tells everybody standing in his locker. Well, I've told you I'm opting out. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's not, I'm not hiding that from anybody. Right. I, I'm opting out. Why wouldn't I? So here's what Peter Seidler, this is, is that what we're going to hear? Alex, tell us what we're going to hear. He was asked about Manny Machado passing the deadline and the, what he thinks of resigning him, extending him. I, I really hesitate to talk about hypothetical situations with um, whether it's with a free agent player or, one of our own. I, I will say Manny is my top priority. All right. Manny is my top priority. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's hard for me to really listen to anything that he's saying because I'm just focused <laughs> in on the mustache. Yeah. You know? And yeah. then, um, all right. What, what else? So look, it, Manny's my top priority. Okay. Great. Well, I think a lot of Padre fans would have liked to have seen this been signed, sealed, and delivered before today, mm-hmm. uh, before spring training is really like fully mm-hmm. underway because it, it leaves something open and out there. And I'm just telling you this right now. If Manny Machado starts to get pissed, I'm not saying that he's not going to play or play as well as he could. I'm just saying that you want a happy Manny, you don't want a pissy Manny, mm-hmm. is all I'm trying to get at. You feel me? It's also 
maybe a deadline he put in place because he's going to leave spring training to go play in the World Baseball Classic. So he's not going to be around. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's a fake deadline. I think it's all part of negotiating. But you guys know I think everything's fake. So no surprise yeah, here. Exactly. exactly. The, the world is a simulation. Is that right? Are you one of those? No, guys? I just can see behind people's, you know, BS. Okay. All right. What else should we hear from Peter Seidler? Oh, have you guys heard of the MLB or Major League Baseball creating a economic reform committee in regards to the spending that is happening in New York with Steve Cohen and the Mets and here in San Diego? They try to like put it over like, oh, oh we also have to worry about, you know, broadcast deals and the, just the whole economic state of baseball. Mm-hmm. But really, people have took it as they formed this economic reform committee to kind of investigate really what the Mets and Padres are doing. Mm-hmm. and Peter Seidler and everyone has been asking if what the Padres are doing is, quote, sustainable. Mm-hmm. He was asked about that word in particular. Do you believe it's sustainable, Peter? Seems like people people love that word. Yeah. Let's find a different one. <laughs> I, do I believe our, our parade is going to be on land or on water or on both? Um, Putting a great and winning team on the field in San Diego year after year is sustainable. Believe we have a great chance to go after that trophy and to deliver to San Diego its first parade. And with a great deal of seriousness and humility, but the overall theme is we're here to win a title. That's what I expect. Again, I, I don't. I, I can't even like love Peter, love the mustache, focusing too much on the stash and less about what he's saying because he's really not really saying much, you know. Let me say something about this sustainability question area problem. Mm. All this does is expose owners in baseball, so they don't like it. They don't like other. They don't like people exposing them. If you live in New York and Steve Cohen and all that money, people are okay with that because New York's a big market. And they expect for him to find a way to make that up. Or New York should have this big flashy team because it's New York City, whether it's the Mets or the Yankees. So people understand that. For the Senegal Padres to do that, that's rubbed people the wrong way. Because now what Peter Seiler is doing and his group, because they're rich people. Poor people don't own these teams, okay? Nobody who owns these teams have a job. Okay, so let's. <laughs> you mean nobody's working at Chick Fil A? Nobody's right. nobody's flipping burgers at McDonald. Correct. These people don't get given vacation time. They tell you when to go on vacation. Okay, these are the people who own these teams. And so when someone like Peter Silent and his group does this kind of spending, if I'm in Cincinnati, because San Diego's been told this is a small market for so long, if I live in Cincinnati. I'm looking at my owner going, what are you doing? If I'm in Colorado, that jerk. I'm looking at him going, what are you doing? And so forth and so on. So therefore, what Peter Seiler's doing is putting pressure on other owners who are in quote-unquote small markets to figure out a way, why why aren't you guys doing what he's doing when all of you are rich? Like this idea that these guys can't afford it is a lie. They're all rich. You are saying what I said last week in a different way. Rob Manfred asked this question as well, right? And everybody yes. got pissed off at Rob Manfred. Rob, who does Rob Manfred work for? The Those cheap-ass owners that Browner's talking about. Yeah. There's more owners spending less money than there is owners spending Peter Seidler money. Yes. So who is being hurt here? Those owners in Pittsburgh, 
in Cincinnati, in Baltimore, in wherever else you want to name Kansas it. City, Tampa Kansas Bay. Yeah. It's exactly. Keep so yeah. exactly. When someone comes in and Khaleesi's his whole thing and they want to break the wheel, it, it's it causes it ruffles feathers. So did you say surprise. did you say when somebody comes in and wants to Khaleesi this thing? Yes. So you're using now a Game of Thrones reference that everybody should now be able to get in sports vernacular. Like when you Khaleesi something, what exactly are you doing? Uh, well, she had a quote about how I'm trying to remember specifically how she was t working with Tyrion Lannister and he was advising her already at this point of the show. And he was telling her, you know, if you want to stop the wheel of how the current system works for the throne, you have to do this and this and this. And she goes, I'm not trying to stop the wheel. I'm trying to break the wheel or I'm going to break the wheel. I think she said mm -hmm. that's what Peter Seiler's doing. He's not coming in here to be like Pittsburgh and to be like Cincy and collect those revenue checks and be mm -hmm. cool with it. He's coming in here to drop two middle fingers on everybody and be like, uh, me and my partners, we got a lot of money. And we're about to come in here and win a championship and be a sustainable winning organization. And people don't like that. Yeah. And Browner, you're, I, I got to say, by the way, that was a fantastic reference. Dude, off the top of it was head. incredible. I mean, the way you used it and, <laughs> and I just wanted a little clarity around it. Cause yeah. I'm going to guess Browner that you didn't get the whole, he's going to Khaleesi this thing. I don't even know who she is. Right. I'm, so I'm so, assuming that's a she, cause right. he did say she. Right. So that's why Alex, I wanted to a just put a pause in there for a second. Yes. B. I want because like yesterday we had this whole conversation about thirst traps and what my definition of a thirst trap is versus what yours might be. Clearly, we've already had a discussion today about our definition of a mustache versus Browner's. Yes. Um, and now to know that Peter Seidler is going to come in here and Khaleesi that mofo, mm -hmm. you got to understand what Khaleesiing a mofo means. Right. So good job. Thank you. You know, You're but welcome. there is, you know, spoiler alert. Khaleesi never did get the throne, so <laughs> you you hope that he doesn't fully Khaleesi this thing, and he can eventually <laughs> ascend to the throne. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know what I mean. He's not coming in here to be part of the mold. He's coming in here to break well, the mold, and they've done look, it so far. But, but Browner, you're exactly right. The Padres are now making the other quote unquote small market owners. The Padres are making them look bad. Yeah. It's, if the Yankees spend the top money in baseball and or the Mets have the highest payroll because they've got a guy who's worth $10 billion as their owner who's willing to throw his own money at this thing, he don't care about how much money the team makes per se. These upper echelon guys like Steve Cohen, like now Peter Seidler, upper echelon spenders in baseball, their philosophy is different. In Cincinnati or Pittsburgh, the philosophy is, Let's see if we cannot lose a bunch of money by putting out a mediocre product. Look, mm -hmm. our payroll is 35 million or 40 million. Okay. And our total cost to run this operation, I'm making up a number here, $50 million for the year. You know, all we really need are like 10,000 people per home game to try and make that 50 million. The Padres, though, if their operating costs were, I'm just making up numbers, if their operating costs were 350 million, the Padres are thinking, one, let's put 40000 in every night. And maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Two, let's raise our ticket prices, our beer prices, our merch prices, parking prices, et cetera, because people will pay for a good winning championship caliber product. Mm -hmm. And so in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, using them as examples, 
they're just what the Padres used to be. Hey, we're not very good, but we have a great ballpark. Mm-hmm. And you should come and eat the food and drink the beer. Prices are pretty good. Parking's pretty easy. You know, that's when you're, they were, they were just the small market Padres and they weren't about winning championships. And all they were about was an entertainment experience. Now the business model is we'll give you the best entertainment experience, which includes being a championship contender, but we're going to charge the living hell out of you if you want to be here. And people will pay for it, even yes. in this economy, yes. even in this quote unquote recession that we're in, even in this changing economy, that's what people will put their money into when they're crazed fans and you're giving them the kind of product that they've always wanted. And to Browner's point, let me just say this right now. If just the four, the big four in quotes that the Padres have now in Machado, Tatis, Soto and Xander Bogarts this year, the four of them combined will make $85 million. million. That four players make more than the Marlins, Nationals, Royals, Guardians, Reds, Rays, Pirates, Orioles, and Athletics. Their entire payroll is less than those four guys. See, and and for me, how is that good for baseball? It's not. It's not. So either you find new owners for those teams or you dissolve them because clearly there isn't enough good players to go around. Because if that's the issue, then you got too many teams, period. If every team can't contend because there's not enough players, or is it that every team can't contend because there's not enough owners willing to spend money to get some of these better players off these teams where it's, they have a high salary? It's more that. It's it's more of the second part. It is. Then then, that, then, then baseball has a problem within its owners, and well, they, they do. need to get together. Yeah, that's why, they, that's why they're all pissed. Yeah. Because if the Yankees do it and the Mets do it and the Dodgers do it, and maybe on occasion, if the Giants or the Cubs or the Phillies, I mean, teams that are considered major markets, if those teams overspend, so be it. Let them pay luxury taxes. But when little San Diego overspends, and I say overspends in quotes, that rubs all these mid-major market owner guys wrong. And here's the here is the bigger problem that baseball has is they still got to a record 11 billion dollars in revenue last year with the formula they currently Mm. have that was a record that's the most they've ever generated ever so when you have 11 organizations not spending like the padres and they're still raking in record money yeah it's a problem yeah because now not only are the owners like Mm -hmm. pissed off but that fan bases are getting pissed off. Right, of yeah. course. Understandably yeah. so. Yeah. And that's the bit the larger issue is fan bases are now expecting stuff from those owners that they right. were not previously. How come expecting. the Padres can do it? Exactly. How come you can't? Right. All right. Stay stand by everybody because we still have a lot of other stuff coming up, including is San Diego about to finally get a major league soccer team? Are we about to add to what we currently have, which isn't that much? Are we about to add another major league sports team? We'll get there. In just a matter of moments. Before we do, I want to just remind everybody about our friends over at iThrive MD. Here's the phone number 858 240 1497. I say the phone number because if you're driving around right now listening on radio, Dr. Samir Damani always tells me, he's like, when I drive around, I like to hear the phone number. So I'm like, okay, Doc, I'll say the phone number a million times if that's what you want. 858 240 1497. Now that you got the number in your phone, go to the website, iThriveMD.com. Learn all about the iThrive Lean program. It is guaranteed to help you lose weight. It is fully FDA approved, 
Alex has lost 39 pounds already. You take one little injection once a week. That's all anybody can do it. It's pain-free and it's going to change your life because you're overeating, you're under-exercising. That's why you're gaining weight and you're, you're not controlling things. This helps control your appetite so much that you ultimately learn, gosh, I didn't eat all this food. Why was I eating all this? Alex is down 39. Dr. Fry was down 30. You save $200 a month for the first three months. So call now. 858-240-1497. Go. Let me say real quick. Uh, I was in there yesterday. They mm -hmm. are so swamped and so busy because of this thing. So have a little patience. They will call you back. Uh, the doc is like hiring cr like crazy just to get back to people in their messages. So yeah. have a little patience for them and I thrive. They will hey, get back patience. to you. Hey, patience. Have patience. Yes. Right. He was so overwhelmed yesterday when I went in there. <laughs> hey, crazy over there. Stuff works, man. All right, look, coming up. Is San Diego about to get another major league sports franchise? You can probably figure out what I'm talking about. We will get there. Coming up next, this is Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Everybody, uh, halfway, you know, halftime report here. Do me uh, two favors. And I say, do me, do the show, two favors. One, go to kaplanandcrew.com. While there, please uh, check out the merch shop. The merch shop is, um, it's kind of like what we, we've come up with so far. But if I'm being honest, nothing has struck us yet. But you know what? Spring training, baseball season is about to start. Football season just ended. Hoops are headed towards the postseason. So we haven't come up with anything. Like nothing has struck us yet. No Hey King, no Slay Queen, no a wise man once said, you know, something, it's got to be organic, you know, or you guys got to come up with the ideas. Either way, hit our merch shop, buy the Kaplan and Crew stuff, be a brand ambassador, help the show. We appreciate it. Kaplanandcrew.com, hit the merch shop. And of course, I just keep mentioning it to you because I honestly, I can't, I can't say enough about this brand. I love the product. I mean, I tell like my friends like, hey, you take Athletic Greens? No, I don't. Okay, well then use our website athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan, because that's where you get the five free travel packs and the, the vitamin D, the one-year supply and the bottle and the canister and the greens, and you can subscribe and you can get it sent to you, you know, on a regular, you know, I guess monthly kind of basis, but, um, what a product clarity of mind, sustained energy, clean out the bowels, the whole deal, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. That's where you buy. We appreciate it. It's good for you too. Cause you're going to, you know, it's really good stuff I'm telling you, you can be healthy. And uh, let's get back to it. Yo, what's going on, great friends? It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man Wednesday afternoon from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com is the website. And if you're planning on playing blackjack, poker, or table games, if you want a really great brunch, lunch, dinner, Sammy's Woodfire Pizza is Sammy's Restaurant and Bar right there in the casino, smoke-free. And only seven minutes south of downtown San Diego, that's Seven Mile Casino. Best place to go. And uh, if you're a great friend and you support the show, you go play at Seven Mile Casino. All right, guys, before the break, I mentioned, is San Diego positioning itself now to get its next major league franchise? Um, it sounds like, because it, it didn't even make, it, to me, there wasn't even a question asked, like, who's next kind of a thing. It's just the commissioner of major league soccer offering in an interview setting that San Diego, and by the way, Las Vegas, these are the next cities that we, the MLS want to expand into. So listen, 
Um, you lose the Chargers, and obviously that that ship has sailed. That thing is ancient history by now. And the Padres have completely taken over the town with the way that they've spent and the stars that they've signed and the winning and the last year beating the Dodgers. They've taken over the town. But there is more room for, for pro sports in a town that has great sports fans. I mean, just look last year. You guys both went to the uh, the female soccer, the NW, is it NWL? Um, NWSL. NWSL and the team, the wave here in town. And they had 30,000 people at Snapdragon Stadium. So if, if the ladies, who, by the way, are great, and the organization had a monster first year, and they're going to, I'm guessing, going to be bigger and better this year. The most famous soccer player in the United States plays there. Alex Morgan, my girl. Got kicked out of Qualcomm because of Alex Morgan. Well, mm -hmm. it wasn't really because of her. It was because my daughters wanted to go meet her. And then I went, took my daughters down to meet her. And uh, the PR guy from the uh, U.S. Women's National Team told me by doing that, I had completely embarrassed and disrespected the entire event and had security throw me out of Qualcomm Stadium. And I knew all the security guys because I worked with all those guys for years. And they're like, sorry, man, I feel bad about this. I'm like, eh, don't worry about it. Got my picture with Alex Morgan with my girls. I'm you good. get kicked out of everywhere, huh? Well, I got kicked out of the Hotel Del last night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got kicked out mm -hmm. of Qualcomm several years ago when the U.S. Women's National Team was playing there. Nonetheless, let's take a listen, Alex. Why don't you give us the setup as to what we're about to see and hear um, and how this mm. how this all became a story. MLS season is about to kick off. They're uh, going into a new, uh, not even television, a new media uh, deal with Apple TV. Uh, all the games are now on Apple TV. There's going to be some on Fox and stuff like that. But uh, it was a press conference kind of talking about that. And expansion came up. The MLS commissioner, Don Garber, like you said, um, not really asked specifically about San Diego or Las Vegas, said this about they currently have 29 teams. They're going to go looking for a 30th team. This is what he said about that experience. 30th team will come at some point soon. Hopefully for media people, we would like to get that announced uh, by the end of the year. Never thought we'd be at 28, never thought we'd be at 29. We say we're going to stop at 30, but the other major leagues are larger than that. Uh, I don't uh, I don't sort of ever say never uh, in Major League Soccer. There are many other markets that are opportunities for us. I think San Diego and Las Vegas are the most likely opportunities for 30, but we don't have a team in Phoenix. We don't have a team in Sacramento. We don't have a team in, in Detroit, all big markets in our country. You know, you never know. Tampa's another big city. Soccer is exploding professionally everywhere on the on the uh, professional side and the men's and women's side. So we'll see. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of other towns that get mentioned in there. I mean, Sacramento, Detroit, Tampa, Phoenix. I mean, these are all places where you'd like to go. And I think the MLS would be really smart to not feel like we got to just limit ourselves to 30. But nonetheless, the way the commissioner, Don Garber, sort of offers in advance of, hey, here's a bunch of other towns that would be great markets. But San Diego and Vegas are really the two that are on our radar. Look, Garber has been in San Diego. He's had press conferences on the USS Midway when many of us thought that the replacement for the Chargers was going to be an MLS team. Um, we've talked to Landon. I remember that so vividly. I you remember do? that so Yeah, I do. Because, again, being in promotions, Whenever this was because when this was like in a full swing, we did one from the midway and we had to mm -hmm. go down there. We had to set everything up. And I met a bunch of these MLS people and I'm thinking like this is a done. The mayor was there at the time. The old crooked Kevin Faulkner. Is this soccer city? 
Yeah, this is um, this is a time when the Chargers were being essentially booted. By the way, pretty just, much. Just on that note, like, does everybody now see that John Moore's brilliantly navigated everything he wanted? He wanted he wanted the Chargers out of Mission Valley so that his construction company could build the stadium for the school. I mean, like, don't it was all about money. It, everything was about money. And it was billionaire versus billionaire. They got you know? loan game. They call it, it's called the loan con. They got yeah. loan con. Yeah. And so, you know, but that's, again, it's, it's ancient history now. And so when soccer city was saying, look, we're going to be the alternative to the chargers and you call them crooked Kevin, the mayor, he had already done this backroom deal with the soccer city guys who, by the way, I knew. And, and two of them were, were like real friends of mine. And I wanted to support that because when it was obvious that the Chargers were leaving, what's going to replace it? Nobody thought right. nobody thought soccer would be the replacement per se, but it would at least be something. And I still think it would be awesome for San Diego to get an MLS team, especially when you've got you know two MLS teams right up the road in LA. So you talk about like instant natural Dodgers Padres. I mean. LAFC versus SDFC, that would be so cool. Can I say something real quick? Because I already know that there's people out there because every time I post anything about the MLS coming to San Diego on any social media platform, this person is still out there. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, it's not like we have a choice of getting an NFL team back. And it's not like we have a choice of bringing in an NBA team here. It's not like we have a choice yeah, those, of bringing in an happen. NHL team. Opportunities present themselves when they present themselves. This is an opportunity that is currently presenting itself, and you would mm -hmm. be stupid, like Browner always mm -hmm. says, to have the whatever number market in the country, not television, Seven. but people. Seven. You would be Seven. stupid to not want every single one of those things here. MLS, NBA, NHL. But right now, MLS is currently presenting itself as an opportunity, which is why we are discussing that. So when that person is listening to this and they're like, who cares about MLS? Bring back the NFL. Let's be realistic for a second. And just talk about what is in front of you and what is can, what can happen right now. Yeah. Um, right. By the way, bring back the NFL. We all agree. Yeah. We all love to see the NFL come back, but I would just ask that same person and anybody else the same question. Where do you want them to play? <laughs> you want them to play at Petco? That's you, the biggest reason you play why at, at, MLS is at Snapdragon? Snap really? Go, right. go to Snapdragon and tell me if you believe what, what you were sold, which is we can expand this to 60,000. Go, go check it out. Mm, go do it. I mean, it's definitely expandable. I don't know about sixty thousand. There's definitely. They, they you think you gonna put? They didn't put a roof on this thing for a reason. They didn't put like it looks incomplete for a reason. Dude, if you think you are gonna put sixty thousand people 60, in there? You are gonna need a whole another year of construction. Oh no, more. Um, but regardless, re regardless, that stadium's not built no, to man. to accommodate an NFL team in the future. The foot the that footprint stadium, is not. Dude, no. This, but the stadium itself is built to host mid-major college football and right now professional women's soccer and eventually MLS soccer and for all of those sports it, it's going to work out great. It's going to be great. It's a great facility, but it's not an NFL stadium. So but that's so, also the reason. Yeah. That stadium is the reason why MLS will eventually be here. Absolutely. 1000%. The reason MLS didn't come five, six years ago, there was no place for them to play. Mm -hmm. And even though MLS has said, or, you know, around the country, we want our own stadiums for our teams. 
they could come to San Diego and they could eventually say, you know what? Mission Valley is not the best place for us. We think being in Oceanside is better because we can draw from Orange County. They may say, no, it's better to go south because we can draw from south of the border. Whatever. The, the, the bottom line, though, is, is that Snapdragon Stadium is a very nice-sized college football stadium and a perfect, perfect stadium for Major League Soccer. And I think, just by the way, based on television ratings, anytime there's a U.S. men's or women's national team game or World Cup games, even with teams that don't include the U.S., when you look at TV ratings in San Diego for all of this soccer, people in San Diego love soccer. And I think, I'm not joking, I honestly think you could get 30,000 people every single time an MLS team plays here in San Diego. In San Diego? In San Diego. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Easy. If you, if you do it right, if you get the right player, if you get a recognizable athlete to be the face of the team, I, I, me, as not even a soccer fan, if I can recognize the person that you can get in a in a in a uniform for this city, I'd go to that. Yeah, every uh, thirty thousand people would go to that. That's not asking a lot. No, here. no, it's also not. if they do eventually come here, the thirty five thousand seat stadium, mm-hmm. I believe, will be the largest in all of MLS. Oh, which interesting. is crazy. I mean, that's okay. The thirty five. I'm trying to figure out what you're saying because you've got like, for example. You've got, um, you know, Seattle plays where the Seahawks play, mm-hmm. you know, and Atlanta plays where the Falcons play. So those guys are playing in NFL stadiums, you know, like soccer specific, soccer specific MLS stadium. It would be the largest, mm-hmm. you know, you obviously like, yeah, like the ones you just said, but those are not those were already there. Those were yeah, built like for at, NFL at, teams. Right. But you look at like San Jose, for example. You know, San Jose's got a really nice looking soccer stadium. Yeah. It probably holds like 20,000, 25,000. Look no further than the current champions in LAFC and their 22,000 capacity stadium. Right. And it's a really cool stadium. Very cool stadium. We got, hey, this year, dude, we got to make a commitment. We got to go to a bunch of LAFC games. And I'll tell you something right now whoever is, is involved in this group that's going to bring MLS to San Diego. And I know Landon Donovan, we talked a lot several months ago before he left for the World Cup to broadcast on Fox about what was going on and how the loyal may or may not get themselves involved in all of this. Um, But what LAFC did to build a fan base before they ever played a game, that's what you got to do. I mean, you got to look at them as the model and go, you got to get this town jumping and excited before this team ever even Mm -hmm. plays. Because the loyal have done a very good job of that. But we're really talking about like five or 6,000 people at USD. We're not talking about 30 some odd thousand for what is, you know, the, the big leagues of American sports, you know, because Major League Soccer, right after the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, um, Major League Soccer, I think, is right there now with NHL hockey, I think. And if you insert Snapdragon Stadium into the MLS rankings, it is the eighth largest stadium in the entire league. Oh, how about that? So bring the All-Star game here. Oh, I mean, bring whatever here. <laughs> yeah, bring it all. <laughs> bring it, bring all. it all. I mean, seriously, bring in Academy. Um, you know, develop kids through your program. The important is that they have the stadium. It's number one. They Mm -hmm. can automatically start playing. And number two, this is a group that seems to be backed by a lot of money, which is equally as important. The most important. (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, because it takes takes a lot, man. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, you probably could have bought an an MLS franchise for a couple, you know, 10 million bucks, let's just say. Right. MLS franchises are now, and this is expansion franchise. I mean, it could cost you probably cl- upwards of a billion dollars. And if, I don't know how, 
I do know that you guys don't pay attention, but just look at what the Tijuana Cholos have been doing lately to their stadium because they have this influx of people. At least when I was working there, it was like five to 6,000 Americans this is pre-COVID mm-hmm. going to every single Cholos game when their stadium was like 20,000. Now they've closed the entire thing up. They put the largest big screen in all of Mexico in the stadium and they're getting all these people. Now that COVID's over, like they're getting all these people back in there. It is the Tijuana and San Diego is the border is the literally the gateway to each other, to each other's markets. Mm-hmm. So MLS wants that market. So when you say they want to be in North County, no, they want to be closer to the border because they want to go border. down. They got LAFC. They got the galaxy. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything in Mexico. And now, the America, the biggest Mexico, the biggest soccer team in Mexico. They're mm-hmm. playing a regular season game at Snapdragon Stadium. This That's year. cool. That's really cool. There is a there is a gateway to each other's markets, and San Diego is the key. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, hey, listen, um, he says Don Garber, the commissioner of the MLS, before the end of the year. Um, let's. What are we waiting for? Let's 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 do a beautiful thing, baby. You know what I'm saying? All right. Hey, um, I want to get into uh, an update on Grande's San Diego State Aztec basketball team because I have been like an absentee Aztec fan all season long. I'll get there in just a matter of moments. Quick heads up for everybody. You're thinking about buying or leasing a car right now. Um, These car dealers, I'm telling you, if you watch any TV commercials, you'll see they're coming up with all kinds of deals. Reason being, and I had this conversation not long ago with Alan, the general manager up at Mazda Escondido, a Penske uh, dealership. And Alan was telling me that like, if like, remember a year ago, if you had a used car, the value had actually gone up of the used car that that's over, man, that happened. It was an anomaly. And now your used car is depreciating every day, including mine. Um, but here's the thing. These car dealers are having to get more creative with their deals than ever before, because last year there was tons of demand, very low supply. This year, there's tons of supply, not as much demand. Interest rates have gone up. So the dealers are coming up with interesting incentives. That's Penske San Diego. They're going to find a way to make it affordable to get you in the vehicle you want. They've got 12 dealerships. They represent nine brands and their website. You can find everything. PenskeSanDiego.com. Over a thousand vehicles in stock right now throughout the county. PenskeSanDiego.com. Use the website because when you say, hey, we're going to actually go to Lexus of San Diego as an example. Here are the three cars I'm most interested in. They'll have them sitting there waiting for you. You know, because you've you've kind of told them already online what you're most interested in. It's fun, it's fast, it's easy. Penske San Diego.com. All right, Alex, we're uh we're we're gonna hand this off to you. We need an update. Me? Well, because San Diego State played last night, and yeah. I told you I was at the hotel Dell jamming out, getting kicked out by security. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see the game. I've only read about it. Uh give us the, the Aztec update. Aztec defense looking classic, very, mm-hmm. very Steve Fisher-like, only allowing uh, three three pointers last night, as mm-hmm. opposed to the last time they played in Colorado, they allowed eleven. Mm-hmm. So just really suffocating defense didn't allow much. And uh, their last game, the Aztecs literally could not buy a bucket. They I think they scored was it forty four total something points like or something that. like yeah, that. I mean, they scored forty one in the first half yesterday. That's that's how it wow. went. So they they bounced back well. They currently have a game and a half lead in the Mountain West with three games remaining. That is it. Three games remaining. Two on the road. Final game at home on March 4th against Wyoming. And then we head to Mount West Tournament. So okay. looking good. And they actually dropped a spot this week in the rankings mm-hmm. because of that performance. Even though they won, they still dropped a spot. So they are currently ranked number 22 in the AP pool. All right. 13-2 and two, uh, in, in conference play. Puts them in first place in the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. 
They're 22 and five overall. So if you have been like me and you just haven't really been paying as much attention, I mean, I think the last game I saw, who was it a couple of weeks ago? They played at like 8 p.m. on CBS Sports 8 Network. 8 p.m. last night. Yeah. What was the game previous to that anyway? Um, maybe Utah State, whatever it was. Yeah. I just haven't been as connected to the San Diego State basketball program as I had been throughout the entire Steve Fisher era and into the Brian Dutcher era. So just for those of you that are like me, that you've just, this basketball season kind of come and college hoops hadn't been top of mind. The only game I will go to this year is the first round of the Mountain West tournament. I didn't make it to Vegas this year. I always do make it to a couple mm -hmm. for whatever reason, circumstances, but I will be going to Vegas this year. It's my first ever time going to the Mountain West tournament. So I'm stoked. Yeah. I don't know who they're going to play. I don't know what time they're going to play. Obviously nobody knows yet, but uh, that, yeah, I feel a little disconnected because i just never made it to viejas this year and i'm normally yeah. there like i don't know four or five times a year i know i know me too i mean my goodness there were there were some years probably between let's see what was Kawhi's sophomore year was that 2012 2011 2010 yeah. yeah i mean there was a time where i mean i was almost at every game mm -hmm. you know because it was so exciting and it was so fun and i had those front row seats and this team going wow. into the season they have what all the experts say you need for the tournament they have experienced guard play and they have size so they could be a really good tournament team i think that their defense is key sometimes it looks great sometimes it doesn't and this team can shoot but sometimes they only throw up 45 points against fresno <laughs> state so <laughs> let's uh, uh yeah. let's hear what coach dutcher said last night can we can we hear it yeah well that's a good hard fought win and i was nervous about it they're very dangerous offensively and i still have memories of Tunjay hitting a corner three on Jordan Shackle to win the game against us not so many years ago here. So uh, if you don't learn from the past, you can repeat it. And we were ready to play. We knew how dangerous Stevens and Tanjay were. Uh, but we did a good job. And they're dangerous offensively. I think they shot 50% the second half. But I think our defensive pressure uh, caused them issues. We forced 16 turnovers, which was a good thing. The first game we played them, they had 11 threes. They only had three tonight. I just feel like we're a hard team to beat. If you don't make a lot of threes, because we're hard to score on around the basket. I'll tell you what, is we're listening to Coach Dutcher, and by the way, there's a lot of Steve Fisher in that tone. You know, he sounds a little bit like Coach Fisher. Um, as I was watching the highlights, as we were listening to Coach, man, the arena looked packed. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I may not have been down there so far this year, but the arena looked jam packed. Twelve thousand four hundred and fourteen percent capacity last night. Yeah, how about that? They're, they're, they're doing good, man. They're, they're, they're a solid college basketball team. They're a solid tournament team. I don't – I watched maybe a little bit, maybe four or five minutes before the second half last night. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. But whether they can go deeper totally, totally depends on defense. Because in the tournament, everybody shoots threes. Mm -hmm. Everybody shoots threes. Some little team you never heard of will shoot the lights out. And so their physicality will be – uh, a massive factor on how far they go in the tournament. Yeah. They'll make the tournament. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, you know how people don't like the NBA regular season and they're like, just let's get to the playoffs. That's kind of right. me with college basketball. Like, let's just get to the tournament. You know, let's, let's get to the conference tournaments and then let's get to the NCAA tournament. And uh, like most of America, that's when I kind of start paying attention. All right. Um, stick around coming up. Speaking of basketball. Um, I know a lot of people this past weekend were like, the all-star game. I'm not into that. I mean, maybe you liked Mac McClung winning the slam dunk contest, like get up white boy, little, you know, tiny guy who looks as normal and average as anybody else.
But the all-star ratings, like in the tank, we'll get to that story coming up. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan and Crew. Hey, great friends, what's happening? It is Wednesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. SevenMileCasino.com is the website. We'll have the highlight of the day right around the corner. Um, but before we get into it, hey, Grande, I saw you yesterday. Me, yesterday? Yeah, in, mm -hmm. the, uh, in the YouTube chat. Oh, yeah. Hadn't seen you there in a while, you know? Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. we, do, we have a very healthy and robust daily community. And um, nice to see you jumping in yesterday. Brown, it would be lovely to see you in there hanging out in the afternoon with all of our great friends while we're doing the broadcast, the podcast, and everything else. And uh, the live chat is kicking on YouTube. Just because I don't say nothing don't mean I ain't around, player. You ain't around, player. You're not around. Don't, don't say on, don't, don't, don't do Still that. Still waiting don't for that, that Chatland shirt, by the way. What's it been, four months now? Yeah. I mean, we have not put out a new shirt or a new hat or any new merch at all in our merch shop. Where's the Chatlands? The, the the nerve of this guy to just to, to berate me for not putting a premium hoodie for his white crispy. And then I fix it, immediately fix it, immediately put the button. And this guy said, I'll get you a Chatland shirt by the end of Friday in what, October? It's in the, on, it, I forgot to send it. I got you. I got you. You haven't oh, you did not anything. forget to send it. First of all, let me, let me, let me, let me be Bro, very clear. This, guy, very clear. this guy over here, he's got time to go to Seattle and Alaska and wherever else very, he is, but he didn't Alaska. got time since October. Do better. What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Let me, let me be very clear about something. Of the okay, three of us, ahead. okay? Uno, dos, tres, okay? Of the three of us from my Spanish-speaking people south of the border. I bought most stuff off that store and, and both of y'all combined. What y'all, what, what are y'all doing? What are y'all talking about? This man at the bottom was talking about, oh, he's going to buy this. He's going to buy that. Wear that, player. Wear I, got that. A, I, got a, I got a Charger I got a Charger Hater Club t-shirt that I bought. I got a Kaplan and Crew t-shirt that I bought. I have a Hey King t-shirt that I bought. I bought three Slay Queen t-shirts. I mean, dude, I'm I may have spent more in the merch shop than anybody. Play false. 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 Not straight false, facts. Browner, how no, many things have you facts. bought from the merch shop that doesn't have your face on it? That's not the <laughs> that is not. Don't nope. 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 You nope. did that, that for yourself. Not, that was well, yeah. Duh. I bought the shirt because I had my face yeah, on it. Yeah, you didn't do it for the good of the shop. You did it for yourself. What you mean? What you mean? I bought it because I had my You're face like, on oh, it. This is easier than going to Point Loma and printing my own hoodies again. Did I just do this instead? Yeah, I just make them here. And then, you know. <laughs> Listen, all I said, where's, where's the challenge shirt? We've been waiting since October. Come Maybe on, even Brown. September. Come on, what Brown. Everybody right, everybody right, in the YouTube chat would want a Chatlin shirt. By the way, you get disputed. What do you call yourself? Daddy Chatlin or something like that? Whatever the hell you call yourself? Facts. That title has been stripped from you from the Chatlin. There's How Nobody so? recognizes you as the monarch anymore. That's weird because... The person who gave you the name is the is it's mine. I created it. So sorry, kids. Just because you disown your father doesn't mean he's not your father. Sorry. Oh, wow. You mean you came up with the name the Chatlins? I did. And therefore, that is true. I will give you all the credit for the Chatlins. Mm -hmm. But because mm -hmm. you came up with the name, therefore you're like your your grandfather now. You're still the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the black daddy. So these people in the Chatlins, you know, tell people now you got a black family member. He's a Jack Dorsey of Twitter. She's not there, but he created it. So I guess correct. It's credit. Correct. For it. All right. Correct. Well, I'll just say this, I, I, Brown. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I don't even think you're considered a chatlin, to be honest. 
Like no, not, even, not. not only not daddy chat, you don't even not even considered a chatlet <laughs> no, anymore. You're not what are you there. talking about? I mean, like, like Brian, go in there, go like in Brian, there, Brian. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, there was a chatlet in the in, in the YouTube chat, who he was new to me, he was completely new to me, and I said to this gentleman yesterday, I assume he was a gentleman, I said, hey man, you uh you took my name that I want because I only use my regular name, you know, because his screen name was explosive diarrhea mm. and i was like man that should be mine not yours mm. and so somebody told me that he would sell me the screen name explosive diarrhea yeah for the youtube chat i'm not gonna buy it from him you could easily change your name on youtube you don't have to buy it it's not a twitter yeah. handle oh really that, yeah that's how it works you just, buddy. you just change your name on your profile i would say yeah, like mine will be like explosive diarrhea sk so that you, you know should me. be like poop in the poop your pants in the car mm -hmm. i don't uh no i like I explosive I diarrhea i think it's I way funnier just, <laughs> it's so much funnier just taking it just taking yeah. a turn yeah shout out to the chatlands i was in there yeah. i always just like it i might i might jump on my phone and just be like shout out you know while i'm at the dog park or something that's but, it i do the same thing i say yeah. shout out and then joe rigby jumps in and so Juliana first, jumps in yesterday oh, i was yeah. in for like okay. i was in there for like an hour yesterday though well, I was okay this is this is how, this is how so this is how phony y'all are okay hmm. Who started saying shout out on there? Oh me, my bro. God. Me, oh bro. My God. So, me. so, bro. So, bro, just because you started the chat lens and just because you said shout out, that means you don't have to show up and shout out to the chat lens no more? That's what, I, what I'm saying. I be up in there, I go shout out, and then I'll bounce. Hold I don't on. know why y'all talking. Let's see how much the chat lens dislike Browner. Chat lens, if you could, could you rename yourself and just ignore the chat lens? And then, and then you can create your own t-shirts. Revolt Dude, against the monarch. Revolt against the monarch. Brown, Brown, why don't you take why don't you take the challenge? You ready? Why don't you show me and Alex this by wild. Friday? This is you ready? Not a good this is not you, a good attempt by either of you to trick your me new Chatlands t-shirt. You ready? You show us the design and, and by Friday, we'll put out our first piece of merch in 2023 in honor of all the YouTubers that come to us every day and they chat and they hang out. Let's get a Chatlands t-shirt. For for Friday show, yeah, you literally said you already have it. You just forgot to send it to me. Right. So there will be a Chatlin shirt by three p.m. today. Oh, really? Now do some about that. Yeah, because I don't now, care if you go, jump in the chat. That's your own whatever. There will be, but a you promised a T-shirt. There will be a Chatlin T-shirt by three p.m. today. Does it have your face on it? There will be a Chatlin T-shirt today. By 3 p.m. Will Daddy Chatlin be on the shirt? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe hmm. not. Maybe, maybe All not. Right. Well, be on the lookout, everybody, because uh, according to Browner, we will be starting to promote new Chatlin's T-shirts uh, by tomorrow's broadcast. So stay with That's us. Right. All right, listen. That's let me right. let me get into a couple other stories here that we haven't talked about today. Um, All a mess. So I will tell you guys this: that on Sunday for the NBA's All Star Game, I did not like stop my life. And go, yo, I got to go see this NBA All-Star game because, man, everybody's going to be talking about it. I look at the NBA All-Star game now the exact same way I look at the NFL's Pro Bowl. No, it ain't for me. Not fun, not entertaining, not interesting, and not something that I feel like if I missed it, I'm not going to be able to catch up with it. The only thing I saw really from this past NBA All-Star weekend was this kid, Mac McClung, and this slam dunk champion. The guy was amazing. And the fact that he got all these slam dunks on his first try was incredible. 
the one where he jumps over the two guys, grabs the ball, touches the backboard, and then reverse dunk, unbelievable. And then the winner, which was like, I don't know if it was a 360 or a 450 or a 720. I don't know what it was, man. But it turned into this reverse dunk. And he, and as soon as he lands, he's like, that's it. It's over. And this is the most average-looking guy you've ever seen in your life. He walks down the street. There's nobody that goes, see that guy over there? That guy must be an NBA player. He don't look like it, you know? And and white men, not a lot of them, but in this case, can jump, okay? But I will just say this. Why are they redoing that movie? I don't know. Oh, my. I, what I, a I waste of time, I, man. I Leave things yeah, I, alone, man. Right. Can't anybody come up with an original idea? Again, Leave you know, really, things you gotta, alone. But here's the thing. The NBA All-Star Game, I know I wasn't alone because ain't nobody watching this thing. Did you see the numbers for the NBA All-Star Game, how down they were? Alex, go for it. Uh, educate us. Yes, uh, I was not one of the uh, 4.5 million people that viewed the All-Star Game on Sunday, but it was a the lowest rated and least watched edition of the All-Star Game ever. The previous lows were the previous two years. <laughs> so <laughs> It's getting worse by the year. It's getting worse by the year. Ratings declined 29%. Viewership declined 27% from last year's 3.1 million, uh, 3.1 rating, 6.28 million people that watched. Uh, but yes, this is the lowest rated ever all-star game. Nobody cares. I mean, it's like, like LeBron James, for example. LeBron, you know, he's hurt. He can't play, can't play, can't play. All of a sudden, he plays one game before he goes to the all-star game. And as Browner pointed out last week, he plays in that game for two reasons. One, Lakers are desperate. They had to get a win. Two, I mean, that's if he not goes, the reason. If he goes and plays in the All Star game, but doesn't play in the regular season game, what is everybody to think? That's really the primary reason why he played in that game. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll the give him an, an ounce of credit, which is they had to win the game. But he played in the game before the All Star game because how do you go play in the All Star game when you can't play for your team? And did he really look like he had a foot injury? Come on, no, Come on. that dude threw was through and dunks off the backboard. He hasn't flown like that since he was in freaking high school, man. Yeah, get out of here with no injury. I know. So, so look, I, I this is what I would say to LeBron. I know you think that the All Star Game can't go on without you, but it can. It can because the numbers are going down with you, and the numbers would go down without you. Dare I say, there is LeBron fatigue. Mm. Is he just not? so much in our faces mm. all the time well and, like and, the nba has like the nba will you know maybe maneuver a way to get the lakers at least in the playing game there's no way they can go back-to-back -back seasons without lebron in the postseason watch them watch no em. way man oh no brown come on they're gonna I think fly they LeBron, gotta get the lakers into the play-in somehow i think lebron chasing the record i think lebron showing his face at the super bowl doing the crown i think lebron i genuinely think there is lebron fatigue across the league i think there's what? younger more exciting more marketable players up and coming not maybe not more but they are you know as marketable but the league continues to push lebron as much as they possibly can especially this year with him chasing the record i just think there was fatigue of the whole like LeBron, team LeBron, team Giannis. Let's pick teams. Let's let's pick the reserves first because we can't hurt feelings and we can't have the last pick. You know, like I just think it was all so silly. And the players was, don't care. At the end of the day, 
The players don't care. So why should the fans care? Two things about that. One, there was going to be a last pick. That's just how things work at some point. Even of the starters, there's a guy left over. Hey, you're on my team. So that was dumb. But when I think the, the fatigue comes in when the Lakers aren't good and they keep putting them on television. They keep throwing LeBron in your face when the Lakers aren't good. If the Lakers were the second seed, I think this the, the fatigue thing would be an issue. It'd be people talking about how great he is and how great what he's done for the Lakers. But because the Lakers are so bad now, people are like, why do I have to keep watching this? Like, there are other good players. There are other good teams as to what you're saying. They're more marketable. They're guys who are as marketable that they're not taking advantage of. But not just why do I have to keep watching these games? Why is it that everybody talks about them all the damn time? Correct. Every national one of these like TV debate shows, it's like the Lakers in 13th place are still their primary focus. And it same goes for TNT. Like they talk about the Lakers. Barkley always says all the time, man, why are we talking about these guys? Mm-hmm. Or why are we showing their games? But yet. And the Cowboys of the NFL. Right. That's exactly right. So um, here's what LeBron said, though, as we're, you know, tomorrow they'll play Golden State. And this is what LeBron said about getting himself and his team prepped for the final 23 games of the season and what these games mean to him. And by the way, listen to what he says, because Browner, if LeBron is saying this, the league is listening. You can't have this guy and the Lakers not be in the postseason two straight years, especially the year where he breaks the all-time scoring record, they're getting in somehow. Even if the referees got to help them, they're getting in. Here's what LeBron said. Um, it's 23 of the most important games in my career for a regular season. And it's uh, the mindset that I, that I have and uh, all the guys will have coming back off the break. 23 games, most, most important of my career in the regular season. Can I share something with you that LeBron also said at the end of last year when he was watching the playoffs? Man, I've never missed the playoffs again. This hurts so bad. Yet they're in 13th place. So, yeah, at this point, LeBron doesn't have the the willpower that he once had to make teams, make his teams do things that he once did. So, therefore, unless these other guys are good, it won't matter. It literally won't matter what he says here. This is the most 23 important games of my career. Because if he goes on the court, he sprains his ankle again. He can't play. There you go. Or AD gets hurt again, and they just don't have the bodies to compete. Like, that's out of his control. Like, I don't – this whole thing, that means nothing to me. I've heard LeBron say stuff like this before and falls short. So this is not, like – this is not new to me. He does this all the time. Grande, are you still on your not watching the Lakers thing you that you got be. going on? He better yeah. be because they're still in 13th place. Right. I mean, that could change in two weeks, but right now it's not changing. I'm not going to tune in tomorrow. Hmm. No, no, not going to watch. No, no. And this is like, I do agree that the Lakers have a more exciting brand of basketball now. I mean, that's just like, they yeah. couldn't get much worse. Yes. So, I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's when you're the worst. Oh, excuse me. When you're the second worst team in the Western Conference, of course you're going to be better. You know, you're not going to you're not going to fall to the Rockets level. I don't think so. Um, yeah, it's it. They have a large task ahead of them. There's 23 games. They can get in the play in. Are they going to be a top six seed? Probably not. Um, you know, but they got help. Steph ain't healthy. Kevin Durant's not healthy. So you know, the West is still the West. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm looking at guys like Russell Westbrook now signing with the Clippers. Clippers got how- worse. 
how how but what that does like in terms of just pure drama and excitement potentially correct and then where, where did patrick beverly go i don't even remember where did he get traded where'd he go bro chicago. chicago chicago there's your man so he was patrick beverly was home. on a podcast he's um, from chicago yeah, yeah patrick his own beverly, his own podcast oh this is his podcast but it's 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 produced it's barstool. by barstool okay correct so who's the kid that's sitting with patrick beverly on his own podcast i only know him as roan i don't know his i don't know what his full name is and and here's what patrick beverly was saying about the lakers on his podcast. Let's he said a little bit more to you. What? 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 We played the Lakers twice. There's so much history in the, in that game now. There's so much going on with the Lakers. What are the emotions going to be like going into that? Like, what's going through your head? Knock them out the playoffs. <sighs> yeah. That's what <laughs> they hear. Yeah, like, we got to get in the playoffs, so excuse us. Like a little scooch. Elbow. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who this guy is. This Roan guy, but he cracks me up. Oh, he's pretty funny. The like, stuff I've yeah, seen. yeah, yeah. I would like to. This 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 opinion that I'm about to say has been already expressed by many, many, many people on Twitter already. When Patrick Beverly thinks that if the Bulls beat the Lakers twice, that that's going to knock him out of the playoffs, where people would argue that the previous 45 games of him playing on the Lakers has already knocked him out of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. like he's already done the job that the he damage, wants to yeah. do in right. Chicago. Right, right. Like he was yeah. part of the problem of yeah. why the Lakers are in 13th place. So, right. Patrick Beverly, relax about the two games. You already got 45 under your belt, dog. Yeah. Good. All right, let's get to the highlight of the day. Can we do it, Brown? Uh, Brown, are you going to uh, no, you're, you're gonna, no. you're gonna become a Pat Bev fan now? That he's with your Bulls. Look, man, I've always been a Pat Bev fan, but he thinks he's better than he is, and so that's always interesting. Dude, have mm. fun when he throws up ten threes against the Lakers in both those games. All right, let's it's get time the for the highlight of the day, man. Do you want to get high, man? I'm just really high. All right, we only got, dude, six days left of the promo code FLOWERS23, February short month, FLOWERS23, 20% off, and you spend a minimum of 75 bucks at Sori and California Holistics. Yeah, I hope uh, whatever you're getting it for, man, whatever you're getting cannabis products for, you got pain that you're dealing with, you can't sleep, wind is keeping you up at night, uh, you know, you just like, you know, to use recreational cannabis, do your thing, but um, California Holistics and Chula, Tori Holistics in Sorrento Valley, FLOWERS23 is our promo code. And uh, make sure you take advantage of that. Because when you walk out and you don't use our promo code, you're like, damn, I could have just saved 20%. All right, Grande, what do you got? Shout out to the toughest guy on the Padres. Yesterday, Joe Musgrove left spring training to get all four of his wisdom teeth removed. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was uh, planned. Because if it was planned, that's poor planning to already be in spring training. But <laughs> uh, he got all four of his wisdom teeth removed. You know what he did today? Threw a bullpen. Nice. Back at practice. Threw a full bullpen, cotton in his mouth, drugs in his body, ready to go. Shout out Joe Musgrove, my favorite Padre. Dude, I, I uh, can't even believe. Because have you guys ever had your wisdom teeth taken out? I have all four. Okay. They, they fit for whatever reason. So so I had all four also. And then um, I, I think I had two of the four taken out. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if I had all four taken out. But, man, I was a mess. And to think the next day you're going to just go pitch a bullpen session. Bro, they put so they pump your body up with drugs. Like you give, give the guy a couple days, let him like just mm -hmm. get super hydrated and get all of that stuff out of him, mm -hmm. you know? Let him just go for a walk for a couple of days, stretch <laughs> him out, my man. It's also like 
spring training just officially started yesterday. Like, you're not missing much yet, are you, Joe? You know, like you're not going to the World Baseball Classic. You you decided to stay with the Padres. Like, just relax, dude. Three days off, you know. Enjoy some soup, yeah. shakes, <laughs> whatever it is. But yeah, Joe Musgrove threw a full bullpen this morning. <laughs> yeah, Alan Peoria. All right. Well, hey, we love that guy. I mean, he is as much as we talked in the last couple of days about Manny Machado and getting him a new contract or an extension. And as much as you know, Manny has said what I've done for this franchise and uh, what he's projected to theoretically do. Um, Manny Machado may be the leader in the clubhouse, but I'm going to tell you right now, Joe Musgrove is the face of the Padres. Joe Musgrove yeah. might be the leader of the pitching staff, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And and definitely one of the top leaders in the clubhouse, mm-hmm. but he's the face of the organization. I agree. You know? All right. Well, listen, um, coming up, For those of you that are watching on YouTube and for those of you that are listening on audio podcast, it's time for us to go completely uncensored. And well, I don't want to tell you what's coming up, but I'll just say this 1090 listeners stay tuned. Everybody else. Let's get uncensored over here. Stick around 1090 listeners from the seven mile casino studio. This is Kaplan and crew. All right, everybody. It's time to get uncensored around here all up in this mofo. So, um, you know, uh, Toby McDonald, you guys know Toby, mm-hmm. who runs Rock and Wine Tours up in Temecula. Shout out. Yep, shout him out. So Toby, for like the last two years, has been doing our highlight videos on YouTube. Alex, you could probably pull up our YouTube channel and we can show you kind of what we're talking about here. So Toby does this. He he owns this company called Rock and Wine Tour. They put on kilts. They play rock and roll music and they take people out for tours all over Temecula. What Toby does though, because he's a fan of the show, he's a great friend through and through all these videos that you see, like Fernando Tatis Jr. uh, Just ruined the Padres hopes for going to the world series. That's the headline. We don't write that. He writes that he takes our content. He repurposes it and then he puts it out. And by the way, his videos, the ones that he creates, he takes, they crush because they're shorter videos and the algorithm somehow lets people know that it's there and in shorter, more digestible bites, his, his 10 minute videos that he creates with really smart clickbait kind of headlines, they, they get tons of views, tons of views. Right. And Toby heard me guys melt down on the air last week about the business of the show and not having the time to go out and sell and blah, blah, blah. And Toby hit me up last night. He's like, dude, I have been working for the show for a good two years with not $1 have I ever been paid. I do it because I'm a great friend and I love you guys and I want to keep this thing alive. It's exactly the same thing that Joe Rigby says to me, dude. I'm here, I'm available, I'm free, I can help sell the show. And by the way, since that whole meltdown, I've gotten more people hitting me up with, hey, Tommy, Tommy, here's the name and number of my chiropractor. He wants to talk to you. Um, Tommy, Tommy walked into a jewelry store in town and, and he knows the jeweler. And the guy's like, yeah, you know, advertising complicated. We already have a TV thing. But so, you know, thanks anyway, Tommy. But my point is, is that, Great friends have decided to go all ambassador on us and help. And Toby is like pissed about something. I think it has something to do with either people not um, 
viewing the videos enough, sharing them, liking, I'm not exactly sure, but we got to bring Toby on the show. Cause he's like, dude, I'm going to go off on everybody. I'm like, relax. What are you getting crazy about? I don't know what he's so, but he's he, guy. The guy has been doing it, man. He's been doing work for us for like two years for nothing. I think I talked to Toby more than I talked to most of my friends. Like I talked to him every day, text with him every day, every single day. Like I, I genuinely think Toby might be my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Alex said to me before the end of last year, Alex said to me, he goes, Scott, one thing we got to do in 2023 is we got to spend money to produce more content for YouTube. You know, he's like, we got to cut more of the show up and put it on YouTube. And I'm like, dude, I'd love to do that. That sounds great. Um, got to generate some new money. I will tell you guys this since that whole meltdown, you guys will love this. We do have a new client coming in early March. Uh, pretty excited about this guy. Very big local company. I've gotten to know the CEO of the company. Went to school here in town. He's been a longtime sports radio listener. Was one of those kinds of guys that has a story like him and his buddies calling Hacksaw every week and making up stories. Like, hey, what do you think about Alex Padilla and the uh, Padres system? What do you think about him? Oh, he's got tremendous upside. You know, he's got <laughs> speed. They're worried about his bat. I mean, just making up bullshit, right? I know everything there is to know about anything. Right. And so, so this guy, Rick, who's the CEO of this company, he and his buddies used to do this all the time. Everybody's got these kinds of hacksaw setup stories. Uh, so he's coming on and I'm starting a new feature on the show. I haven't even talked to you guys about this. So here's uncensored, right? Oh, you guys ready for this? I guess. Restaurant of the month. Here's what I, here's what I sold the restaurant. I said, here's, here's the deal. Every day we'll do an endorsement, just like we do others for Tory Holistics or for Penske or whatever. Every day you'll get the endorsement. I'll bring the owner or the chef on twice during the month. Give them a few minutes to talk about the, the restaurant, why it's so great. Um, and then, um, you know, we'll show up at the restaurant. We'll have some, we'll have some dinner one night. Uh, maybe we'll even tell people, hey, we're going to be at this restaurant at this time, at this night. Come on down. If you just want to have like a completely not organized big deal, just you know, just kind of a little thing. Um, and so this first restaurant, this guy's like, dude, this is a great idea. I love this idea. And thanks for thinking of me first. You got it, man. So we're thinking, we're generating, we're trying. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. What do you think about all this business, Browner? I think that any opportunity we get to mingle with the public works. I thought that we should be, I think the Padre season will give people an opportunity to kind of see what we're cooking. Cause this will give us an opportunity to get out and the people more and for the people to see us more. So I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Cause I also got, this as long thing as I get to eat, as long as I get to eat there. Yeah. I also got this thing going with seven mile casino. So I got to, I got to make sure, because Alex, I put you on those emails. I know at the end, I, Browner, I think I put you on email yesterday too with Seven Mile Casino. You did, yes. So I, I'm going to need a little, you know, I need a little help here. You know what I'm saying? I got you, player. Yeah, I saw that. Was it yesterday you sent it or this mm -hmm. morning that you sent it? The, the classic Scott, let me forward a chain that's been going on for a month without you. Yeah. Well, I tried right. to get you involved in that one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, last minute. My house is under construction. Yeah, I know. I'm listen. Not great timing. I get it. I understand. <laughs> was, uh... Dude, I fuck shit up all the time, which is why I need I need help. This is why this is what Joe Rigby's saying to me, dude. Let me help you. You know, help I was help looking. At, I was looking at the the emails going. This has been going on for a while. Yeah, okay. but but most recently, now you get what I'm saying. Yeah, but what we but if you go back and you look at them, and if you get involved in the email chain, like 
there's there's a date that's being set. We're trying to decide on like the menu, which I definitely need your help on. And then I've told everybody it's going to be more than just a dinner. It's going to be a dinner and a show. I haven't made the announcement yet, but dinner and show. So, and it's going to be very limited. I think they said that, that we would sell out at 60. They're like, you don't want to have a bigger party than 60 people. I'm like, I don't. Do they have no. like a, a room? Don't tell me what kind of party I want to have. Do they have like a room for this? Or? No, it's the same room we used the first time we went to Seven Mile Casino. 60 and people in there. Did you think that was more? There could be more or less. Maybe I didn't look around enough. Maybe where we were it just seemed way smaller than I, that. Yeah, oh, I no, didn't think there was that. a whole other side. There was a whole yeah. other side that we didn't use. We got to angle it. It'll have to be angled better. Yeah. For what, we're, for what we plan on doing. The angle can you use a poker done. table as a stage? Um, nah, I don't Make think Browner so. like 12 feet tall. Nah, I don't think that's going to okay. work. I don't okay. think so. Anyway, listen, Throw so we got people. All I know is we got, we got shit happening. You know what I'm <laughs> you saying? Get like we, you get a chip. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see if we can pull it off. You know, I mean, it's, it's a small team, but we'll, we'll figure it out. But I know I can't do it by myself. That was my, that was my freak out last week. What, what are you have saying? We not been able to do something. No, we always get it done. We always find a way to get it done. You know? Not everything. Well, I know Browner's got all these ideas of wanting to do broadcasts from downtown bars and restaurants for Padre games. Because that's kind of that's kind of where I think we are going to be able to expand the show more uh, without putting a lot of pouring, without putting a lot of money into it if we're being super uh, straightforward about it. I think that's the best way for us to kind of spread the word by being where people are as opposed to, you know, hoping people see it. Go to the people. Exactly. No, I like the idea. I do like the idea of broadcasting from places where there are live crowds. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially like on opening day for baseball season. You know, like we're, we're the, we were the, we were the inside guys back in the old 1090 days. Now we're sort of the outside guys because we've just kind of been doing our own. We sort of, moved out of the, the local sports radio thing and kind of got into the podcasting thing. And then the show went back on the radio. But the point is like opening day, what, what is opening day? Is it March 30th? Does that sound right? Like that March 29th, March uh, yeah, 30th. That's the end of March. Yeah. Opening day is April 20th. Oh, it is. No, 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 no. April 20th. That's when the tease comes back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the real opening day. That's the real. Now you get the full squad, you know, you get to see what they really fucking look like. Yeah. Right on. Four twenty, dude. Yeah, 420. Cool. Yeah. Uh, the Padres open Thursday, March 30th against the Rockies at one o'clock. Right. So that's kind of like a really good thing would be to broadcast from down there, you know, midday and then uh, and kind of be down there through all the festivities and the potential mayhem that I assume that we'll see on, on opening day. I, mean, I would think by like nine, 10 o'clock in the morning on opening day, the streets are going to be nuts. Yeah. They always are. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, um, but there's more excitement for this Padre baseball season than ever before. Than ever before. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's still tickets available for opening day. I'm You're on kidding. the website right now. Really? I think so. Hmm. Oh, no, no, not for opening day. The next day. Uh, the next lots day. of tickets. Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah. Lots of tickets. All right. All right, listen. Um, everybody have a great day. Stay warm. Bundle up. Get out of that wind. Okay? Yeah. And, and we are uh, and we're back. Some weights you. on your ankles so you don't fly away with those 400 miles per hour winds. <laughs> That category one can be a, a tricky right. one. That category one's coming, buddy. Ooh. Uh, we're back. And tomorrow. you motherfuckers better go get these Chatlin shirts when they drop. Cause the motherfucker go tell me I ain't the daddy <laughs> Chatlin. Y'all tweaking, bruh. Don't be tweaking, bruh. 
Now get the fuck out of here. Browner just said y'all be tweaking, bro. Yeah, we got to go.